Hey friend, are you looking to start a fun business on the side, but don't know where or how to get started? Are you in direct sales, network marketing, or social retail and looking for tangible ways to scale your business? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Socially Selling Podcast with me, Becky Baxter. I was a teacher by trade turned entrepreneur. I am a mompreneur who has invested time, energy, and resources into growing a multi-million dollar business, all while playing the role of wife, mama, leader, friend, and CEO. I will share tangible tips, hacks, and raw moments that have led to my continued success. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of these real-life messy moments that have created incredible magic and changed the trajectory of my life. Let's get into the episode. Whether you are a mom, a business owner, a coach, a teacher, or really anything in between, even a teenager. There are people that look to you as a leader. And leadership isn't necessarily about a title. and It's really not even about the income that you make. It's certainly not about telling people what to do. In the words of John Maxwell, a leader is someone who knows the way goes the way, and shows the way. So I want you to think for a minute. Are you confident in where you're going or where you're taking the people that are following you? Maybe it is your direct sales team. Maybe it's your family. You might even be the leader of a Bible study or a coach. Maybe you are a social media manager. And you're managing a lot of different clients. Whatever it is, are you confident in where you are taking them? Are you setting an example by following through on what you say you're going to do? Even are you setting the standard for how you want other people to show up? Because just like John Maxwell says, a leader not only knows the way to go, but they show the way. So they lead by example. So not only setting the example, but teaching others to have success with their business. So it's really about creating a culture of expectations for increased performance and continued growth. So you might be thinking, How? Okay, that sounds great. That sounds amazing. I would love for that to be the culture on my team, whether you're in network marketing or in a brick and mortar, you know, small business or large business, wherever you're coming from, right? Everyone would love to have this culture of explosive growth, you know, and high level contributions and high performance. So you might be thinking, okay, this sounds great, but how can I do this? Where do I start? 
Well, one of my favorite authors, Rory Vaden, he um, has a couple of different books and known for lots of his speaking and just so many things. But I love his book, Take the Stairs. If you haven't read it yet, definitely go check it out. But he says that leaders need to have really this mental shift has to happen for you to really, you know, you hear people say like, it's time to level up your business or, um, you know, level up in leadership. You really have to have this mental shift because at the end of the day, what got you here as a performer isn't necessarily going to get you to where you want to go as a leader. So let me say that again. What got you here as a performer won't get you there as a leader. So think about where it is that you are wanting to go. Maybe you want to increase your revenue. Maybe you want a bigger paycheck. Maybe you want to develop more leaders on your team. How are you refining the skills that you already have to level up to where you need to have the knowledge, the wisdom, the work ethic. What are you doing to increase your chances of getting to where you want to go, right? So where is it that you're wanting to go? Rory Vaden says, when you work in and around and through other people, you're able to influence people with your own attitudes and efforts. In order to influence the output of your team, you need to strengthen the character of the leader. So I looked up the definition of character. The definition of character is the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual, but it can also be a person in a novel, play, or movie. So let's step into the role of a character, or as Disney calls it, a cast member. At most companies, employees are referred to simply as employees. At other companies like Walmart, they're called associates. At Disney World, however, they're called cast members. And that's not just for the woman playing Cinderella or the guy in the goofy costume. All of the people working at Disney World are called cast members, even if they sell tickets take pictures, or sweep the streets. They do this because Disney isn't really selling a product. It's selling an experience. Every person working at the park can and does have an impact on the experience its guests have. It's a powerful metaphor because it helps people working there to understand how to behave in just about any situation without having to be uniquely trained for each possibility. So let's see how this might play out. Imagine that you're the person who serves ice cream in a soda shop at Disney World. Little Johnny comes in and his parents buy him an ice cream cone. You give Johnny his ice cream cone and he turns around to leave. He accidentally drops it, spilling his ice cream all over the floor. He bursts into tears. Quick, what do you do? You get him another one, of course. Do you make Johnny wait in line again? No. Do you make Johnny's parents pay for the second ice cream cone? No. Why not? 
because that would ruin the experience. In fact, a bad experience is happening right in front of you and you, the ice cream dispenser, are the only person in the park who can fix it. Not Peter Pan, not the Little Mermaid, not even Mickey Mouse himself. You in this very moment are the star of the show. Did your boss have to tell you to get Johnny another ice cream cone? Did she have to tell you to not make Johnny wait in line or for his parents not to have to pay? No, you knew what to do because you are a Disney cast member. Your expectations are higher. Just like those that enter the park have high expectations. Now, imagine the same situation, but this time you're an employee at a fast food restaurant. Little Johnny comes in and buys an ice cream cone. He turns to leave and spills it on the floor again. (laughs) But what do you do this time? You probably don't do anything. Since you're back behind the counter where you're supposed to be, you might think to yourself, gee, tough luck, kid. As Johnny and his parents get back in line to buy another ice cream cone. Who's going to clean up that mess anyway? Well, the guy who's in charge of cleaning up the floors. That's who. That's not your job. The problem is out of your hands. You're just an employee and your job is dispensing ice cream and collecting money. That's it. Not cleaning floors and certainly not managing little Johnny's so-called experience. But when you are an inspirational leader, you are in constant growth mode. Not only are you looking for ways to grow in your personal life, in your business, but also how to create an environment where people on your team or with your company or your leadership team have an experience that encourages and cultivates growth. After all, You are the catalyst for growth on your team, in your organization, or even in your business. So I want to ask you, would you rather have a fast food restaurant standards for your leaders, for the people on your team, and even for the culture? Or do you want to have Walt Disney standards? I can imagine that you're probably saying, uh, hello, Walt Disney. He created an organization, a brand, an overall experience from people coming from all different backgrounds, all different ages, and all different walks of life. But because of his style of leadership and the culture that he crafted and curated so carefully, he has developed The Disney brand, which is worth around $200 billion and probably even a little more. So if you want exponential growth in earnings, you have to have exponential growth in your learnings, okay? But before you can lead others well, you need to learn to lead yourself. So you might be thinking, okay, what in the world does that mean? But just like on an airplane, right, the flight attendant always says, come on, say it with me, put your oxygen mask on first before assisting others. Why is that? Because you are not any good 
if you cannot first take care of yourself. Just like you hear, you can't pour from an empty cup. I've heard it once before that as a leader, right? If we're just we're just going to imagine that you have stacked tons of glasses on top of each other, right? Maybe you have like six on the bottom and then, you know, and those six people on the bottom, they represent your, um, the six leaders on your team. Okay. Maybe you have six powerhouse leaders. Okay. And then the next row above it is you have five and maybe those five people are, you know, your kids and your spouse And then you also have, um, you know, maybe like four things above that. And um, those could be, I don't know, just different responsibilities that you have to take care of. Could be like, one could be like your health and one could be, you know, maybe your, you know, bills and just all these different things that you have responsibilities in your life, right? So it's like, you've got these responsibilities, you've got your family, you've got these people, all these people you know, and all these things that rely on you in your life. And you're at the very top, okay? And if there is nothing in your glass, I mean, you can't pour anything, literally nothing into these other people and these other responsibilities and these other obligations and things that you want to do and want to give time and attention to, right? But if you are completely empty, you can give nothing. However, if you think about it, like if you are constantly managing your stress and exercising and taking care of your health and doing all of the things that you should be doing to keep your cup full, then your cup is going to be so full that it's going to continually overflow into other people, right? And so then you're able to pour so much more into others because you've taken care of yourself, right? It's the same thing as a leader. The more you learn, the more you earn, period, because you're able to invest what you have gained from, you know, trainings and coaching and, you know, whatever else, books you've read and podcasts you've listened to, right? You're able to invest that knowledge into others. So, Just like on the airplane, when that flight attendant says, put your oxygen mask on first before assisting others, we as leaders have to continually sharpen our skills and sometimes even learn new skills to better, you know, understand like the way things are changing, whether it be with social media, with your business, with, you know, helping understand how to lead your team better or provide things that they need or setting the example right? So where can you start? Well, the first thing is, I think, you know, you just really have to live intentionally. Stop accepting your life for what it is and start leading your life where you want it to go. In other words, if you're wanting to promote people on your team or you're wanting to personally recruit so many people into the business or make a certain amount, you know, a year or a month or, you know, whatever, at the end of the day, other people do not dictate your success. All right. So you may have people on your team that you're like, they have said they want to promote, or they have said they want to take this business serious, but they have all these excuses. Well, that's fine. When they are ready, 
to take it seriously, they will come back to you. Okay. You can't, you know, focus all your time and attention on people who are not willing to put the time in themselves, you know, and not willing to grow themselves. Right. And so you need to focus on intention and who can you work with. And if you don't have people on your team that want to be worked with, then go find more people to work with. Right. And really at the end of the day, if you're waiting around to really like push for that next big promotion or that next big goal for the right person to come along, you will always be waiting. There will never be the perfect time. There will never be, you know, the, you know, the exact person. You are the person that determines your success, period. All right. So the second thing is to exceed expectations. Stop doing only what is expected and start doing more than is expected. Okay. So growing up, my mom always used to say, and it would use, and I understand it now, right? But as a kid, it would drive me crazy when we would, you know, go on vacation somewhere or if we were at a friend's house and, you know, it was time to clean up and we had all these toys out. My mom would always say, we need to leave the room better than we found it. And I always thought that was the strangest thing because I was like, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, I didn't make this mess. Why should I have to clean it up? Right. But at the end of the day, those who are exceeding expectations are going to have an exceptional life. Right. So are you willing to exceed expectations to provide something exceptional and when you're doing this, people are going to be drawn to you. They're going to want to be a part of what you're doing. The third thing is to be consistent. I heard someone once say, you need to stop doing important things someday and start doing important things every day. So you may be thinking, oh, you know, I'm eventually going to blank, you know, whatever it is, insert your (laughs) income producing activity, make those contacts or join a mastermind or purchase that course or, you know, I'm going to batch my content, right? And eventually I will do that instead of flying by the seat of my pants, right? But instead, of saying, oh, I'm going to do that, you know, someday I'll get to it. Then you need to set some time aside every day to be consistent in your business. And I know that's going to look different for everyone based on where you're coming from. You know, maybe you're, you work your business as just like a little side hustle. You work and you maybe work a full-time job and it's hard, you know, it's hard to get in you know, the contacts, to get in the social media posts, to get in the team trainings, to get all of these things in when you are working another job. But at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, what are you willing to give up to go up? And maybe that means you have to give up Netflix, or maybe that means you have to, you know, spend, wake up 30 minutes before you normally would so you could spend some time 
creating content for the week or, you know, spend some time responding to messages or, you know, whatever it could be, right? And then maybe some of you are saying, okay, well, I am home with my kids all day and I can't seem to get a moment alone. Well, then you need to set some boundaries. You need to talk to your support person, your spouse, you know, and in your kids. And I know sometimes, obviously, there's different seasons of our life, right? Like with, <laughs> if you have a newborn baby, then this you can just disregard because in my opinion, you're in survival mode. <laughs> but everyone else <laughs> out there, you know, set some boundaries. Talk to your family about why it's important, why your business is important, what you are trying to do. It's it's not like you're doing this business to your family. You're doing this business for your family most of the time. I mean, you might be doing this business for you and that's okay too. Sometimes we just need a little something other than motherhood, right? So be consistent. Show up every day. I firmly believe consistency compounds. I mean, period. If someone was to ask me, what is the one thing, you know, if if I was to give someone my very best advice, what is the one thing that I believe contributes to every single person's success? Hands down, consistency. Like, that is it. But in a John Maxwell book, The Power of Five for Network Marketing, he says, consistency without priorities equals not successful, but dependable. Priorities without consistency equals successful sometimes. And then when you have priorities with consistency, that equals successful continually, right? So when you have your priorities in place and you know what your goal is, you know what is going to help you get that much closer to whatever it is, your end result, right? Or just even, you know, in general, maybe you're just working to pay off debt and you know, okay, I have this goal. If you are consistent, you will continually be successful, right? Not only that, but consistency establishes your reputation. So I know for me, the very first time, you know, the very first couple of times I did a team meeting, I did, you know, back way back in the day, I did some team meetings in person. And then, you know, as my team grew, I started doing things more and more online. But, you know, the first couple of team meetings that I did, I was a little bit, you know, disappointed because maybe only like two people would show up. And that was, you know, could be discouraging. And same thing with online. You know, when I did a virtual event for my team, I can still remember one of the first few things that I did. And I was like, what is the point? Why am I even doing this? Because I think like one guest showed up on, you know, online and I kept thinking this is a waste of my time, blah, blah, blah. But I was showing my team and those that were on my team, whether they were brand new or, you know, they had been with me for months or a couple of years, I was showing them a couple of things. I was showing them I was reliable, right? That they could count on me to show up even when there were only one or two people. I also wasn't showing 
you know, I was showing my team that it didn't matter to me if there were only one or two and I wasn't going to turn my nose up because I didn't think those one or two people were worth investing in, right? No, I still did the same thing. I gave my same, you know, I gave my all. I presented what I wanted to present because you also don't know those one or two people could be there and end up spending hundreds of dollars with you or end up, you know, joining your team and changing the trajectory of your life. You know, they could be the next like million dollar seller or they could be the next, you know, top level like diamond whatever, you know, on your team or executive. You have no idea, right? It's not our place to judge why people are there and you have, you know, you just never know what could happen from those one or two people. So, you're showing your character is trustworthy, you're reliable, because you are going to consistently show up no matter what. So are you reliable in the eyes of your team, your customers, right? If you're a party plan business, your host, are you reliable with them? Maybe on social media, how long is it taking you to respond to comments, to questions? Maybe if you have a community, are you staying consistently in front of them? Are you sharing and providing value? So if you say you're going to do something, but you only do it once in a while, your team and those around you are going to lose trust. So when it's time for you to, you know, ask them to show up to something and ask them to be a part of, you know, some kind of training, maybe you're trying to partner with your leaders chances are they're not going to want to partner with you because they don't have any trust. They don't know if you're going to stand up and do your part. So when they lose trust, this then leads to a lack of action on their part. Because why would they trust what you say is true or going to if it's going to benefit them if you're not going to follow through and show up consistently? So this is a pretty cool story. Cal Ripken is in the Baseball Hall of Fame. He set a record that will never be broken. He played 2,632 consecutive baseball games. For over 16 years, he came to the ballpark and he played. He received the longest ovation ever given to a ball player for his consistency. Which of those 2,632 games put him in the Hall of Fame? Which game caused the crowd to cheer for 17 minutes? Have you guessed it yet? All of them. It's the same thing with your business. Doing the same things with your, you know, social media, with your recruiting, with your recognition, with your team meetings or coffee chat or, you know, live videos and anything else. If you do these things consistently over time, they will give you the results that you want long term. It's never about just one reach out or just one new team member or one new leader. 
It's about developing systems to have consistency in all areas of your business. So what can you do to be continually growing as a leader? Well, the first thing is to make sure you have good systems in place that are easy to automate, delegate, and duplicate. A few years ago, I sat down and wrote out everything in my business that I wanted on autopilot. I would encourage you to do the same. Implement those systems to create a personal business that reaches your goals and sets the standards for what is possible on your team. Next, you're going to want to decide where you want to go next. Is it a new level? Is it a certain paycheck? I want to encourage you to write out crystal clear where you want to be in five years. Then create a schedule, environment, and culture that is conducive to growth. Something you will want to continually do is set aside time for professional and personal development. Are you consistently looking for ways to better yourself? A while back, I read an article about the CEO of Zoom and some things that he looks for when hiring people. He mentioned in the article, the first question he always asks people when interviewing is, what book are you currently reading? Or what is the last book you read? He says, if someone replies with a statement like, I just don't have time to read, or it's not my thing, he immediately writes them off. He says, regardless of someone's skill set, if they are working to better themselves, he knows he can train them and teach them how to be successful in whatever area he wants. That's some powerful stuff. So my question for you is this. When was the last time you read a book or the last time you watched a training? Certainly, you're here listening to this podcast, so you're obviously looking to grow. But have you considered the fact that your personal life and personal growth can also affect your business? If you were to ask some of the most successful entrepreneurs that same question, I guarantee they could spout off a ton of ways to better yourself. When I'm struggling in a certain area of my business, I listen to a podcast or connect with someone who I know is having success. I might even go back and rewatch a training that was really impactful or even just Google or Pinterest and search for some inspiration on the topic that I am or area that I'm struggling in. But whether I'm struggling or not, I always try to listen to podcasts while I'm walking first thing in the morning or when I'm getting ready. I believe that what you put in is what you get out. When I start my day off listening to something motivational, I tend to be more inspired and motivated to show up with excitement throughout the day, as opposed to those days when I wake up late and I'm constantly struggling to catch up. I feel frazzled and unaccomplished. I try to end my day reading either a few pages or a few chapters from a book. I may not always have the energy to read much of it, but I try to end my day on something positive. I truly believe the two best practices for personal growth involve how you start your day and how you end it. Some of my favorite books are The Wisdom of Oz by Roger Connors, The Wisdom of Walt by Jeffrey Barnes, The Energy Bus by John Gordon, Take the Stairs by Rory Vaden, 
The Power of Five by John Maxwell, and pretty much anything else that he has written. (laughs) I want you to think about what you do day in and day out to better yourself and how that will, over time, directly impact the influence you have on your team, on your family, and on your community. A growth environment will create momentum. And momentum is like a tide. When the tide is up, all the boats rise. When the tide is down, all the boats drop. Do you want to have strong momentum where the tide is up on your team? Well, friend, it starts with you. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening to my podcast today. One way to spread the word and share what you've learned today with others is just to simply take a screenshot post it on your social platforms, and don't forget to tag me. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a five-star review on whatever platform that you're listening to this episode on. As always, I appreciate your love, support, and encouragement. I'm cheering you on, friend.